Bienvenue à l'hôtel Le Plaza, Bruxelles. Podcast. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to a new recording of an HR Meetup podcast. We're welcomed as every month by the Plaza Hotel Brussels and proudly empowered by Talent Square. Our guest today is Frédéric Gambi. Hello. Hello. He was sent to us by uh, co-working space Transforma Brussels. Welcome, Frédéric. You are an entrepreneur now, but would you like to introduce yourself a bit? What was your path before entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, uh, I graduated in law and economics uh, 20-something years ago. And uh, rapidly I decided to join a company uh, I had passion for called Decathlon. It's a sporting goods company, pretty, pretty global at this time. And uh, I, I ended up being a HR manager of Decathlon in, uh, in Belgium. We set up the company with a small team uh, with a very nice uh, entrepreneurship uh, spirit. And then um, I was recruited by a, a major pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical firm where I ended up getting bored of uh, the large corporate atmosphere and uh, having an, uh, a nice suit and a nice uh, tie. <laughs> and uh, the tie was a bit too tight, perhaps. And um, when uh, friends of mine, they were engineers, they proposed me to create a technology startup in um, in the Silicon Valley in 99, I decided to, to join the team and being the founder of, uh, of a company called then Ubicol. We were, we were doing speech-enabled di directories. The idea is uh, what you have in cars today when you, you tell the name of, uh, or on the cell phone, you tell the name of a person and you get directed to it. I know it's pretty common at this time. It was pretty innovative. And then we work for something yes, like... Siri didn't exist at the time. Sorry? Siri didn't exist at Siri the time. Siri didn't <laughs> exist at the time, yeah, exactly. And but then we created a sort of Siri dedicated for a telephone carrier and large companies. And uh, at, the, at the time, you know, after we did the business plan, raised the money, developed the product, sold the product, it was a great excitement, fantastic. But uh, at the time, uh, you feel that it's time to, to do another step. And... Uh, I joined uh, as a managing director a uh, more classical distribution company in the cosmetic luxury cosmetic industry when I did some uh, some uh, business development and general management for 10 years that's that's a very very diverse background what uh, what connects all of this people you know you meet uh, When I decided to go to the Silicon Valley, that's because I knew the people and trust them and I knew that together we could, uh, we could create something great. When I decided to go for the cosmetic, cosmetic companies, it was not really about the products, it was more about the, the shareholders, you know. They meet me, they wanted to give me the, give me the, the job. You, you discuss, you hesitate, you double think about it and at the end of the day you make a decision based on, on your gut feeling a bit what you feel about the, the people. And your guts are rarely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great, um, great experience in business development. I ended up um, at uh, ten, yeah, 10 years after saying, okay, it's done. I'm, uh, I'm managing director. I'm 40 or 39. I'm managing director for 10 years now. What's the next step? And uh, The, the red line of my career has always been human. And then I decided to get back to human. 
I meditated uh, for I was meditating for seven years at this time, and it was obvious for me that I had to to go from yoga meditation and Ayurveda, which is uh, the traditional Indian medicine. So, your experience in meditation and yoga sparked, and also like the fact that you uh, reaped so many benefits from it, is that what sparked the idea for creating a startup based on it? Of course, when you see how meditation can transform your life, relieve stress, gives more a better health, and gives more clarity about decision you have to make on a daily basis in your in your life, then you just say, "Wow, that's so great! I just want to, I just want to make a life of that." You know, that's that's something that's something also which is which was pretty easy for me uh, to communicate and to. When you put somebody sit on a chair, close his eyes, connecting with his breath, gently scanning uh, his body to feel what are the feelings, where are the the knots, where are the the places where the energy flows correctly, and you see the people opening, the person opening his eyes or her eyes uh, 15 minutes after with a wow, uh, feeling that energy, feeling that that quietness, with just doing nothing. You know, we are, this is a great feeling. This is just fantastic. We are today, Wednesday. And Wednesday in the, the Deepak Chopra philosophy, that's the law of the least effort. The law of the least effort tells the entrepreneur and tells everyone that the law of the nature is based on the least effort. Does a tree needs to make effort to grow? A flower needs effort to blossom? No, a tree grow, a bird fly, a, um, a flower blossom. So, Why, as human, are we struggling all the time? Why don't we follow our natural gift that nature gives us? Are you, are you good to make French fries? Do French fries. Are you a perfect finance person? Do finance. Are you good to teach meditation? Try to teach meditation. <laughs> But so, as you say, the, um, so as you say, the fulfillment in someone's life comes from the moment that they do what they're good at? Yes and no. Uh, yes, uh, no, because that's not the first step. The first step is the, the fulfillment and happiness in life comes from the moment when you discover that your happiness depends only on yourself, depends only on the choice you are consciously, more and more consciously making on a daily basis. That's what we call the karma. Everything, every situation you encounter today is the result of past actions Actions that you did, consciously or unconsciously, is due to situation to uh, you react to consciously or unconsciously, and all these elements are giving the situation you are now. The more you are conscious of the reaction you have uh, towards the external world and the action you do to other people and the external world too, the more you are developing a destiny that fits with who you really are. The Dalai Lama always say, pay attention to your thoughts because they will, uh, they will, become, your, they will become your action. Pay attention to your actions because they will become your habits and pay attention to your habits because they will become your destiny. It's having a peace of mind, in fact. It's having a consciousness of what you are doing. The more you meditate, the more you, you, you play a lot of roles in your, 
in your daily life and the more you observe these roles with two major consequences. The first major consequences, if you are observing yourself doing a role, you can really analyze that role to play perfectly. You can be a perfect father, as you think it could be perfect, or a perfect mother, a perfect professional, because you observe it. But at the same time, even if it sounds contradictory, you can observe you in this role. And then the question arises, okay, this is a role, this is a part of me playing the role of a businessman or a meditation teacher or an interviewer in the radio. But who is this, the observer? Who is that part of me who is able to be conscious of what you are doing? And guess what? That uh, if you analyze in a cl uh, clinically that phenomenon of being conscious of himself, you cannot localize it in the mind. There is no uh, magnetic and physiologic activity of being conscious of itself, of himself. This is somewhere else. It's not in the physical body. So would you say that, and I'm going to paraphrase the movie American Beauty here, that it's all about realizing that today is the first day of the rest of your life? Yeah, exactly. Today, this hour, this second, this is the first, the first second of the rest of your life. The past is history, the future is a mystery, and now is a present, is a gift. So let's go back to your startup for a bit. It seems as though you started it for very personal reasons. You discovered yourself, the benefits of meditation, and decided to show others. Mm -hmm. Where, who are those people you want to show? Um, okay, I want to um, I want to show people that to people. Um, I understand pretty good and uh, uh, top executives in companies, general manager because I want them to discover what has the benefit for themselves and giving them the kick to give all these benefits to their team. Recently, I was discussing, discussing with the an, uh, employment agency of the Walloon region in, in Belgium. It's a huge corporation with lots of administration with the, the dream of teaching all the, the, the people, the unemployed people meditation, because if they meditate, they will discover the higher self. They will, they will find the inside resources to develop the unique talent and put this, the, the, this talent at, the, at their own service to make a living out of it and to serve other people. This is a dream. But uh, what we do now is mainly going in companies to, in order to prevent burnout. But, okay, it's a bit tricky because if people start meditating, they will distress. Of course, burnout will be, will be prevented. There are so many benefits on the long run on the health, physical health, mental health, but more and more people will, dis will discover the higher self, who they really are, what they really want to do in that company. Yeah, but at the same time, it seems as though you're offering people a way to cope with their stress. Yeah. But isn't that a double-edged sword in a sense? If, because if in a company there are no other, let's say, means to reduce stress in the workplace than meditation, it seems as though you're giving something on one hand and, not and taking away something on the other hand. Sorry, I didn't get you. What I'm thinking is, if you're in a company and the environment is in incredibly stressful, yeah. by learning how to meditate, mm -hmm. 
you're giving yourself the tools to reduce stress. reduce that stress. But if there nothing is done on the other side, yeah, to create a more peaceful work environment, is it really beneficial? Yeah, that's a very good question. It's a, it's a great question because uh, is is a meditation a productivity tool? Making people a, a crazy life and uh, but go meditate half an hour a day, you will find you will be fine. This is a good question, but it's not working like that because if people are meditating as an individual who's are as a corporation as part of the company culture, you you re, you realize the more you meditate that you cannot be good and see other people be bad. You cannot create as a manager a stressful environment. You have to change it. And if you do it, guess what? The employee will discover the higher self. And if you want to feel good, if you want to be good at on a daily basis, what would you say in a job where? What would you say in a job where you you don't feel good when you are stressed all the time? When at the end of the day you're gonna burn on? And guess what? You're gonna be paid for doing nothing at home by your employer. And after one, two, ten. 1,000 person like this, some employers understand at the end of the day that they have to create a nice and non-stressful uh, environment. So it's part of a larger process. It's part of a larger raising of awareness against burnout and stress at the workplace. Exactly. It's a raise of consciousness. I think people encountering stress on a daily basis, they will encounter stress until the moment when they will say, okay, my consciousness is clear. I can't stand that anymore. And then uh, it's really what you mentioned, the raise of awareness that we are here to be happy and not to, to be stressed out. So you go to companies, uh, you teach people meditation, they see the benefits of it. How do people react to that? I mean, both the people you teach, but also the people who call you, do they, do they really see those benefits? Do they question it either before or after or even during? Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about benefits and how people react to meditation in companies. That's right. Yes. Uh, when people call me to to teach them meditation, it's good. It's good for me because they are all they're already looking for something and they are ready to make the only investment you need for 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 meditation is making time, taking two times half an hour a day to to meditate. When when you've done that, what are the benefits? Some some a main a common reaction of stressed out people is is to say. I cannot meditate because I've always thought in my mind I cannot stay and concentrate. Why? Because when you start meditating, you have four experiences. You are still uh, on your chair, the eyes closed, and you repeat a mantra of follow your breath. Okay? And you can have thoughts, you know? You can repeat your mantra, you can f uh, fall asleep, or you can what we call sleep in the gap. Sleeping in the gap is, it's like when you drive home from work. You take your car and then you arrive at work and you didn't realize what, uh, all what happened on the, on, the, on the road from work to, to home. You were in a place where you did uh, unconsciously a, a super sophisticated job that is driving a car. You didn't realize that the time passed and uh, you, the, the, you didn't realize that the localization, the different localization you, you went through going home. Then That's the only possible if you're a very 
experienced driver, though. <laughs> I don't think so. You can have the same experience just looking a fire, you know. Imagine... Uh, but I mean, in a car. In like a car. If you're driving, it can only happen if you're an experienced driver. Exactly. If you you're new, happen. you have to pay attention to everything. It can only happen if you are an experienced uh, driver and then you drive with no stress. When the stress disappears, you reach a part of yourself when you spontaneously do the right action, driving a car, unconsciously, almost unconsciously, and the time flies. And the, 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 imagine you do something you are very passionate about. It's really the same experience. You can work on something or speak about something for hours and you won't realize that the time is out. And uh, your, your, your husband or your wife will come and say, yeah, the, the dinner is ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Uh, let, let me another 10 minutes. And you show up one hour after, you know, that's meditation too. You, you talked about the concept of uh, spontaneously doing the right thing. Maybe you could elaborate a bit about that? Yeah, there is a difference in, uh, in meditation of what we call karma and what we call kriya shakti. Karma is um, you are doing something and there is a reaction. You are doing something and there is a reaction. And you're like trapped in a, in a sort of a karma wheel when uh, you, are all, you have always the same response to your action to the world. I think it's Einstein who told, okay, there, the madness is uh, always doing the same thing while expecting other outcome. That's exactly that meditation. Is okay, in front, uh, and that, that is what Kriya Shakti is, is I have a situation, I try, to, I try, to, I try that option for so many years and it doesn't work. I, my, my, the way I'm eating, the way I'm exercising, the way I'm behaving uh, to, towards other people. And then I have different options. Those options, I'm going to choose the one which is the best. Try it. It's not the best. I'm going to try another one. But you're going to consciously witness your choice and find with your inner creativity the best response to a given situation. And that is Kriya Shakti. That is buildings, healthy habits in all the fields of your life. So it's about realizing that you're in a spiral of negativity, breaking free of that spiral by doing something different and then assessing the results and adapting in accordance. Exactly. Did I get it right? Doing something different or seeing the reality differently. Just, okay, this guy is insulting me uh, for half an hour. I have the choice to react. I can react uh, aggressively, I can just, you know, freeze and hold myself in the corner, or just looking at these people, why he's so angry, how can I serve, how can I do something to avoid that these people are so angry, and then you shift your reference point from the ego, oh, he's aggressing me, I feel very frustrated, to the a universal way of, uh, of behaving, uh, a generous way of behaving. This guy is really against me, but you don't care. And that's meditation uh, leads you to, you don't care, but moreover, you want to solve the situation. And then you will be creative and asking that question. Okay, I see you are angry. Why, why are the feelings arising? I want to understand. Let's, let's put aside that problem we're talking about. What's the issue now? And then you have, uh, you know, you have that uh, technique of nonviolent communication, who were elaborated by Marshall Rosenberg, who died uh, on February 7th, uh, 2015. Peace to God him. God bless him. 
It's a, it's a genius who, who give a very easy tool to, you know, get rid of violence in, uh, in people interaction. But you have to be conscious of the tool and of the fact that you are here to serve. You're not here to defend yourself because you can insult yourself for half an hour. It won't change your mind. The stress that you encounter is artificial in a way. We're, we're slowly running out of time. It's already been over 20 minutes now that we've been talking. Passion is speaking and it feels like a shame to interrupt you, but uh, unfortunately we're going to have to. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank and you so um, much. dear listeners, we will of course give you the links to Frédéric Ambi's website so that you can get more information. There also you'll find his contact details if you wish to speak to him. I think he would be very happy to answer your questions, wouldn't you? I'll be very happy. You can just type uh, www.ose.com and OSE means OSE. Ose means uh, to dare in, uh, in French, but it's also that uh, enchanted uh, kingdom of the, the child books that I invite you to discover with me. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and um, we'll see you next time.